millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you in fashion? fashion? In fashion. Fashion week. In fashion. See what she's wearing? The top shoes. I'm Sonia Sly. My heels are killing me. I'm going to take you behind the scenes of New Zealand Fashion Week. Um, but I was told I have a backstage pass. You will need to get the right pass to get behind me, Pam. Look, I'm I need sorry. to go. Code red, code red, code we have a situation. We're going beyond the air kisses and bloggers taking outfit shots and numerous selfies with their fashion BFFs. Oh my god. <laughs> to talk about what's hot and what's best forgotten. It's day four of New Zealand Fashion Week, so it's essentially the last trade day for buyers and international media to come along to New Zealand Fashion Week. And we're kind of down to maybe like one or two shows now. So I'm here with Asia, and she's the editor for Rag Trader, which is an Australian magazine. Hi, thank you for having me. So we just saw the Karina West show, and that's a swimsuit show. Really revealing. It was really revealing and a little ironic to have a swimwear show when it's raining cats and dogs outside, Um, but certainly some thought-provoking pieces. I think the bikini took everyone by surprise. As in the burkini. As in the burkini. Yeah, it did. um, Especially given the news stories that we're seeing currently taking place across the world. Um, I thought that was a really nice inclusion. I think that New Zealand as a country has that... uh, multicultural appeal and and is very warm and very inviting so it was really great to see that sense of inclusion in the show I actually thought it was really smart that she was you know appealing to a lot of different types of women because you had different body types you know it's not not like all of the models were stick thin as well so I mean do you do you think that that's really important to see in a fashion show are you seeing that overseas in Australia There is a move towards greater body diversity on the runway um, and it's always great to see it in a swimwear show. Like you said, there were different shapes and sizes, different cultural elements as well. So I think she really hit the nail on the head in terms of, you know, a broader movement globally towards embracing various cultures, various bodies and, and that sense of inclusion. And being that you're coming from Australia, are you looking for swimwear? Look, it has to be said that Australia owns the swimwear market globally. Um, It's something that we're very well known for, whether it's a commercial brand like Sea Folly or a designer swimwear brand like Zimmerman. But I always think there's room for um, a variety of voices in that space. So we're not necessarily looking to cover swimwear per se, but mainly just designers that have a unique point of of, of view and a unique... uh, statement to make to the market. I certainly thought that a lot of the guys were really enjoying that show. (laughs) They did look like they were enjoying themselves. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little too much, I thought. So what have you seen today and maybe last night that appealed to you that's going to work in a publication like Rag Trader? 
Um, I think that there was some really great emerging designer brands that we haven't seen before and there is a trio of us who are over from Australia who are newspaper and business reporters and we all ran backstage for Motel Bible yesterday. So that was an amazing label. I loved Motel Bible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of like fall out of your seat kind of designer. Really exciting. Really exciting. And we spoke to her backstage and she's really good at using a mix of unexpected fibres and fabrics. So, for instance, she had bath mat material on one of the garments uh, and she sort of contrasted that with leathers and, you know, thick cable-knit wools and it's quite a unique perspective. So that was really refreshing to see. That's what New Zealand is known for, I think. I think what was also interesting in her collection is that she brought out the kind of the lightest, a white a white palette and then it changed to a darker kind of, was it rich reds and a little bit of black as well? But her collection was quite structured. Absolutely, yeah, and there were a lot of technical elements to how she constructed the garments, and again, I think that's what New Zealand is known for. Perhaps not swimwear, but maybe, you know, with a bikini um, tapping into a bigger trend, it could, be, it could be something to watch out for, but New Zealand is very much about structured, intelligent, dark, inky palettes, and... Um, Yeah, it was really refreshing to see that legacy continue through to the next generation of designers. Will collections like Motel Bible, I mean, you know, I can see that working in New Zealand because we've got a colder climate, is that going to work in Australia? I think absolutely broader, on the broader global market, there's always room for that level of sort of tailoring and premium fabrication. So I think traditionally, yes, New Zealand has been the kind of market that gravitates towards that. But, you know, there's designers like Rick Owens that have that amazing sensibility and, you know, he's one of the most iconic designers of all time. So I think that there is a broader hunger for that sexy, gothic um, look globally. What is it that you're actually looking for when you come to New Zealand Fashion Week? Is this your first time? This is my first time at New Zealand Fashion Week. Um, my former editor, who was a Kiwi herself, used to come every year. Um, she probably had some insider help there. Uh, but for me personally, we are a fashion business magazine, so we are looking, yes, at trends, but also, you know, how New Zealand designers are structuring their businesses, what they're looking for, um, you know, how they operate their business models, and obviously what their point of difference is from other designers in the Asia-Pacific market. Would you say that what you've seen here is different from what you're seeing over in Australia, like Melbourne Fashion Week, you know, would you see any, draw any parallels at all between what you've seen here and there? I think there's been moments of pure creative, um, you know, strength. Overall, I find that some of the collections have been a bit more commercial and a bit more simple. Um, Disappointing, do you think? I don't think necessarily disappointing, but I think that New Zealand has a reputation for producing some of these really strong designers like Zambezi and Nom D and perhaps they're not on the schedule and this is why we're seeing a bit more of a, of a commercial flair as opposed to an artistic one. But there have certainly been moments in each collection where there's been a standout runway piece. So I think when it comes to presenting collections on the runway, it would be great to see a lot more of that for, um, for the future instalments. Uh, how many Fashion Weeks do you t- attend a year? I don't t- attend as many as my comrades um, because we specialise in the Asia-Pacific market as opposed to a global market. 
But any region that is targeting Australia and New Zealand for sales, I have had the opportunity to go to, and that can be anywhere from Singapore Fashion Week to New York Fashion Week to even Peru for uh, Lima Fashion Week. Lima Fashion Week? Yeah, and that was really cool. They actually took me uh, to Arequipa, which is about 3,000 metres above sea level, to look at some alpaca farms and how that, you know, material is grown and harvested, which was quite interesting. Oh, fantastic. Do you ever get bored when you watch a fashion show? I mean... Bored is a strong word. Because some of them are hit and miss, aren't they? Some of them are hit and miss, and I think that there's a perception that fashion weeks are glamorous, where in reality they can start very early in the morning and finish very late at night. So, for instance, last night um, the latest show was at 9 and that didn't really start till 10pm. So there is an element of excitement of will we see the next big thing, and then there is an element of runway fatigue, which is... No more. And has that set in for you now on essentially the last day? It's starting to set in, but um, like I said, there are moments in every collection where you are sort of just jolted awake and you see something quite spectacular and, you know, you that's what you that's what you attend these events for, for that moment where there's one that stands out from the rest. What would you say is the next big trend for spring-summer? I think there's been a real uh, resurgence of the 1970s, so big bell sleeves arms, um, flares, you know, a lot of those traditional bohemian silhouettes, whether it's maxi silk dresses and exclusive prints and, you know, flared collots, that kind of thing. So I think there's a really strong movement towards that, whether it's for corporate wear, you know, a slight flared sleeve uh, for the day, or whether it's the full-blown black flared trousers for night, definitely going in that direction. And can you tell me, I guess, your biggest fashion, the biggest fashion mistake that you've ever made? Can you think of anything from the off the top of your head? The biggest fashion mistake I've ever made. I don't know, the 90s was a pretty bad era. There were, you know, the big slogan T-shirts, the cargo pants that, you know, everyone wanted to wear. Um, I would say, I would say they're up there. And then obviously born in the 80s, you know, there was a lot of polyester and puffy sleeves and prom dresses so we all have those secrets (laughs) (laughs) Um, so are your feet killing you on day four I mean you've got some spectacular boots that go right up to your mid thigh what are they like to wear Look, they are comfortable as long as you don't compete in any running events, walking events or any type of athletic event. Um, I've seen a lot of colleagues walk around in uh, flat Converse and Adidas sneakers and that is another big trend. Unfortunately, I didn't get the memo for that trend, so I'm suffering from my sins this week, but uh, not long to go now. I've been speaking with Asya Ben Mijtu on day four of New Zealand Fashion Week. You've been listening to My Heels Are Killing Me. I'm Sonia Sly. To find out more or to listen again, head to our podcast page on the rnz.co.nz website. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 